Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 1, Maintaining Control The Bard's Rebellion is now a month in the past, but the consequences reverberate through the city and beyond. Jorion and the Denouement have taken up residence in the mansion of an Eastside noble who did not survive the rebellion. They worked tirelessly to establish a stable base for the Karami chapter of the guild. Throughout the city, life is slowly returning to normal. Businesses are resuming their operations, churches continue to hold regular services, and the nobles are adjusting to the city's new leadership. However, the city guard have been almost entirely replaced by members of the Tarnished Hand, led by the Etten Kaj Moral. The mercenaries enforce the law with brutal efficiency. The city guard who remain are either fond of violence, too poor to walk away, or too foolish to see what their ranks have become. Meanwhile, the rest of the city guard have all but vanished. Rumors swirl that the retired Colonel Faybrook is gathering them, along with other citizens, to form a resistance force. Whether they intend to strike alone, or wait for the royal army is unknown. Before we go any further, welcome everybody to Seasons of Skyrim Book 2. Insert crappy subtitle here. <laughs> Insert crappy subtitle here. Because <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah. I hope it's a good subtitle. Yeah, I don't know what it is yet because I don't know what you guys are going to do. Oh dear. Just call it They All Fall Down. <laughs> yeah. Because we're all going to die. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> so, what has everybody been up to for this past month? You know, running a city. What does that look like? Are you guys changing any laws? I'm not planning to. I don't know what their plans are. I don't know, Darwin or Vale? I'm pretty much leaving the leading of the city stuff up to our bardy friend. <laughs> vale has zero intention or desire to run a city. Vale's whole goal in life is to better herself in the view, or their, themselves in the view of their guild. This was a step towards doing that. And Vale certainly accomplished that. Uh, Darvin, are you up to anything special during this first month? <clears throat> I am, however, doing something, but we'll get to that in a minute. We, yes, we will get to that if we can. Um, no, not in particular, actually. Hey, Arnis, Vale said. Let's lead a rebellion, Vale said. No, you can run the city. 
Vale said. It was the best way to do that thing you were supposed to do. It was hey, a good I enjoyed it. I fully support you, and I am your... your Play in the dark. But you make all the decisions and do all the hard, monotonous, terrible work of running the city. You do the governing and I'll be doing everything because that needs I... to be done to make sure that you continue to govern. Because I told you, uh, hey, you should run the rebellion. Okay. We should probably get out of town. Sorry. <laughs> you should Argus get out of town. just wanted to make sure everyone was yeah. aware that he was still, like, bitter. <laughs> About, like, I have to do the shitty work. Mm-hmm. I don't get to play... I don't get to have fun. I don't get to like throw concerts for anybody. Why not? You don't throw I, concerts. You don't. You're not having music nights. I don't. But it's not the same though, right? Like now that I'm in charge, it's not the same because now people are like, "Yay, artists!" Because they feel like they have to because I'm in charge of everything, mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. they're actually having fun. You don't have to stay in charge. You can spend a month <laughs> trying to put together the quorum or the the. Congress or whatever we want to put together to run the city. Yeah, let's do that. Then we can leave before the King's Army shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Darwin Darwin wants to run away so hard it's not even funny. I had no idea you had such a coward in you. (laughs) Darwin's like... (laughs) Darwin, why do you want to leave so much? Because when the King's Army shows up, we're all going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for sure, he says. Okay. For sure we are going to die. Well, since you guys are keeping it kind of calm during this month, I'll let you know a couple things that have happened in the royal house. Work crews have arrived to repair the floor in the throne room, the one that Kashmiral had busted open with his hammer, revealing the display and storage room below. Oh. I don't know if you guys remembered any of that. Right. I wanted to, like, explore that room. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. Continue. Which is why I brought it up, because I have a feeling somebody probably forgot about that. The door that was found down there was locked from both sides. It has since been opened so that any of you who wish to can go down and take an inventory and inspect your new living arrangements. Darwin, within the past few days, your dad has been spending a lot of time at the pal- at the royal house. Staying for meals, sometimes sleeping there, sometimes not. Not always in search of specific conversation with you. It's not that he's asking for anything special, but he seems to be spending more and more time there Hmm. these past few days. Okay. Uh, Let's see. So other than the vanished city guard, there's a far more visible potential threat bubbling up from the city's educational system. Miss Yuboa Bay, true to her word, is ensuring that the school system continues to serve the people of Karami. However... It seems there's been a drastic change in curriculum. Subjects like history, civics, and the arts now focus on revolutionaries and dissenters. At first, many thought this was meant to legitimize the Bard's Rebellion, and some choose to still believe this. But the open-form debates, the growing number of leaflets and newspaper articles, and the marches along the Stone Pass indicate otherwise. There are no laws against these actions, uh, so Kashmiral is hesitant to suppress them. What do you guys do about that? I guess I'm going to have to go talk to her again. I'm going to have to do that. I mean, I talked to her the first time, mm-hmm. and I got her to keep the school open, so um, I will... I can talk to her. I'll open the floor. Like, do other people have ideas? Well, I intimidated her the first time, and this is what we got, so... Here's my thing. You can send me to deal with any problem you want me to deal with. You know how I will deal with it. It will not be a problem anymore. Well, she won't be a problem, but I think the issue doesn't get solved if she's dead. 
Which I'm guessing is the implication of what you're saying. I can only impersonate one person at a time. People are going to wonder also if Kara just disappeared. Because I feel like, I mean, I know that intimidating her a second time is not an option, but I don't, like... Okay, so as a player, I'm going to propose a solution that would not be a solution Bill would propose. But as a player, I'm playing with my team to try and solve a, solve the problem. I think the first step to solving the problem of everyone talking about revolution is getting everyone an equal voice. Okay, so if everyone because they would want to revolt against us because they would see us as oppressors. Oh, it's the same reason why we revolted. Right. Okay. So create the thingy, and then, and by thingy, I mean some sort of like legislative. Like, city council, basically, right? Like, if I'm the mayor, they're the city council. If you want to stay mayor, or you could move to a democratic system where there is no mayor and the council runs the city. I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't really want to. Because then we wouldn't have to be in charge anymore. And we could leave, right? (laughs) Because there's no way... We can't go on adventures if we're stuck in town dealing with (laughs) diplomatic bullshit. Vale's going to get really... No... Itchy trigger finger over here. Hey, hey. And you have to help me figure out how to kill a giant. You got us into this mess. (laughs) I'm just going to keep pointing that out to you. Like, you're bored? Well, fuck you. (laughs) You got us into this mess. I can find plenty of things to make. I'm not keeping bored. I'm just. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can find contracts. I'm going to point it out. Um, Well, I feel like we still need to go talk to her. Maybe I can get her to help me create this thing. Like, use it as a civics lesson with her kids. (laughs) That's thinking like a teacher. Anyway. I think. I think, though, if you go in without any plan, you run the risk of her railroading it and taking the town. Railroading my plan or the council? Both. If you have no plan, then there's nothing for her to railroad, so she railroads the council and the town is hers. Well, does it does it matter? I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got work in town no matter who's leading. Like, do we, do we care if she railroads the council? I mean, if she sets it up so she could just hand the town back over to the crown, that would be bad. Or if she sets it up so that she We currently have a seat of power with which we can do... We can set up the succession of that. If you bring in someone else to consult on that, it gives them an innate amount of power, no matter how you do it. All right. What you're telling me is I need to figure out what this system is supposed to be. You don't have to do it on your own. We can do it right now in conversation, and then you can mm-hmm. go and do it. This is the cutting edge of politics in an extraordinarily okay. boring life. Here's the simple answer. <laughs> All right, we've got a representative from education, representative from religion, from the merchants. You, you take a representative from the guard. You take a representative from each of the districts. Right? That is elected by the people of the district. There you go. Five person council. Wait, what are the five? Was that five? School, I don't think that church, merchant, merchant, religion, school, one from each district. The east side and the west side. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure what you meant by oh, district. Six, because you want a guard member on there. You want someone of military experience or military voice on, on the council. Also. You don't want an even number, which makes the mayor's <laughs> yeah. eye bigger. You don't want an even number because no, you just stall everything out. So there could be an elected mayor, too. That's still democratic. It doesn't there you have go. to be you. An elected official or yeah. or a rotating member of the council whose voice counts as two, you know, whatever whatever we want to decide. He's just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, go out. Of all the things that I was going to put in front of you guys, I did not think we were going to spend a lot of time on, how do we create a city politic? <laughs> <laughs> so the general idea, then, you want to create, like, a... City council, like yeah. a body, like yeah, a ruling like a body, council. not a ruling individual. Yeah. 
that kind of that is representative of the people in the city. And you want to use that idea to get Euboa to change what's happening in the schools. So they're not talking about revolution yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the like town council, city council, whatever thing is a goal anyway, right? Okay. Uh, outside of the whole like education system thing, but so we need to start the ball rolling on that before I go talk to her, I guess. Right? So I can no. tell her, like, this is the thing that's happening. I don't even know what to say to this woman. I did not like her. She was kind of an elitist prick. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was You're of, not wrong. She was sort of awful. I feel like I'm just going to end up yelling at her again. So, option, create the council, put someone in each seat, schedule the first election, walk away from it. Yeah. Until the first election has happened, and every seat is filled by a vote, and then walk away. So appoint the leaders? Appoint the leaders for an interim period, hold your first elections. So you can schedule an election, yeah. like, tell people, like, this is a thing, and then okay. we're holding open elections on this day or whatever it is. So are you guys on board for just appointing a group of people to lead the city in your stead? At that point, unless one of you is on that ruling council, you will lose access to the royal house and... All of the benefits therein. Unless you want to add a mayoral seat and you say that you maintain that seat until the mayor is elected. And that gives us at least a little control for the first few weeks. That's not a terrible idea. To ensure also that the elections happen safely, okay. legally, and correctly. Here you go. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Go. There's a solution. Let's go appoint some people then. All right. Jesus Christ. Who's first? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, his dad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Maybe so my sorry. dad. I like. I couldn't resist. It was the worst <laughs> joke in history. How did he say that? Okay. Um, is your so, dad a is your dad a merchant? No. Nope. Yes. He could represent the noble district, though. Oh. Okay. Well, where does his Where does his money come from again? Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere anymore. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. In the royal house right knows it. Knows Being noble. I don't know. Something okay. about contracts. He, he does have a lot have of... anymore. No, he still has them. Oh. As far as you know. No, no, no. He still has all of those contracts. It's just, unbeknownst to Darwin or anybody else in the city, he is now funneling a great percentage of that of those profits back to uh, Captain Edmondson. All right. Where do you steal money from yourself to give to yourself? <laughs> I know, right? It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. I mean, if you want to appoint your dad as a city leader, I'm not going to stop you. I mean, as well, interim, I... he can always like run for the seat permanently, and by interim, we mean like a couple of months. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm so not worried about that. <sighs> my only worry is I would prefer to make my dad less of a target if the army shows up, if possible. Like I don't necessarily want him to be like, "Hey, here's a new shiny symbol of the rebellion." Oh, I get that. Well, then you could put anybody who we know. You can in always. You can always. You could put Lorraine in charge of something. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Lorraine's in charge of not dying. You can always have her child and then dying. You can always appoint Lord Cobblestone. You guys who was the, never even went to go see. Who was the other guy that we could have talked to instead Ooh. of your dad? Yeah, let's go talk to him. We can go talk to him. I mean, and it would probably him. take some convincing at this point to do that. But no, if we're no. saying like we're giving you a voice, like mm. as a leader of the town, it yeah. wouldn't be terrible. I don't think. A chance to help us set up a mm-hmm. parliamentary democracy. Mm-hmm. Just a minute here. You people. Aren't you lucky I write Mm-hmm. I even remember Lord Cobblestone. I didn't That's because you guys didn't go talk to him. I didn't You're like, either. we don't know that guy. Let's go talk to Darwin's dad. 
Well, that way we could send Darvin. Wouldn't <laughs> me either way. I'm an accomplished stage person. Mm-hmm. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> sure you are. This is the man who's been living with monks since... when? <laughs> A while. <laughs> A while. <laughs> but monks are stately, too. It's not quite the same thing. Having slow fall doesn't come into <laughs> account in many diplomatic situations. It does help when you have Aggressive to leave Aggressive negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge my opponent to a jump off. <laughs> Going to the top of that tower. Both gonna jump. Whoever doesn't die wins the debate. <laughs> and if is we both same, live, we get a tower. Is this the same as tower. a dick measuring contest? Oh yeah. The same thing. This is the monk version. Of I it. just want to be clear that I'm understanding the purpose of this. Oh, oh, you don't even know how slow I fall. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's the plan? I guess we're going to talk to Lord Cobblestone. I'll go. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess I'm the person in charge. I'll go talk to him about why I don't want to be in charge anymore, basically. <laughs> sure. You can easily enough find out where Lord Cobblestone lives. Of course, on the east side. In one of the larger houses, actually. Three stories tall, guards out front, immaculately trimmed landscape. Pretty much whenever you leave the building, I'm with you. Oh, Vale's going along. All right. Okay. It's Kara. All right. And you are shown into uh, Lord Cobblestone's study, where he is reading an old leather-bound book. He's a rather short man, graying hair, a little round in the face and the belly. And upon hearing you enter, he pulls his reading glasses off of his face, tucks them into a pocket. Oh, well, if it isn't... if it isn't the bard himself... What brings you to my home? Um, the running of the city, actually. We are wanting to kind of spread out the leadership of the city to its citizens. And, uh, <clears throat> and are looking to put together a town council that would actually run the city as opposed to, like, a single person. Right? So it's more representative of the people who actually live here. And we are... Wondering if you would be willing on an interim basis, and then you would be eligible to run in the actual election, to fill the the seat for the representative of the east side of town. And you would be on the council with um, five other people. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. You seize the power, and within a month you're looking to give it away. Well... The idea of the rebellion was not so that I personally could be in charge. The idea was to give the city back to the people. Mm, which is, explains why the denouement was involved. People. <laughs> Reputable people of the city. I didn't say that. guys. I hate my job right now. Tell me, young man, who else is on this council? You are actually the first person that we have asked. If you're asking kind of who the other members are going to represent, I can tell you that. No, I want to know who. In which case, I don't have names for you yet, because I have not asked anybody else. You're the first person we came to. I see, and what would be my role on this council? Would I get to make laws? Would I collect taxes? 
Would I have to be in charge of the jail? Well, you would all be... God, these questions. I can't handle it. Okay. Um, You all would be responsible for the running of the town. So making laws, collecting taxes, that kind of stuff. But not you alone. It would be you and, like, six other people. Now it's six. Well, there's a mayor, too. And so it's they a, are... It's a council of six people, and then a mayor makes seven, so there's... Who's the mayor? Am I looking at him? On an interim basis, and then people will run. Out of fear? <laughs> You're not there. <laughs> Wait, is Darwin there? No. No, she just said people will run. I, I had to chime in. People will run for the office of mayor. One last question for you. What do you expect us to do when the king and the king's men show up? Do you expect him to respect the decisions you've made here? Oh, man, really? What was it? You, Got me into this damn mess. You can, my, my thought would be to promise that you would stand up for the decisions that you've made when he and his men arrived. It's the very least you could do. Yeah, that was sort of my thought, too. But that doesn't plan to my plan to not be here when that happens. The decision at that point is... Ultimately, the will of the council. And I would. Sorry. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) I would personally stand up for the decisions that we've made here, including the creation of the council itself, which is the most I can guarantee, considering I'm looking right now to spread out power. I see. Well, Arnis, roll persuasion. 25. Tell you what, young man. I don't need to hear the names of the other members of this council you're putting together. I'll help you out. If, uh, if for no other reason than Lord Grimm asked that we be supportive during this time of transition, if you can tell me, why is it you came to me? You specifically? Yes. We, um, we had heard from the, oh my god, what are their names? The Ordones. The Ordones, thank you. Um, we had heard from the from the Ordones that you were kind of the voice of the nobles, and so we thought if anybody would have sway with them or with kind of this side of town, it would be you. Am I blowing enough smoke? Am I doing that? It's not happening. And yet you sent Lord Grimm to ease the minds of us nobles rather than contacting me at that point. We chose to talk to Lord Grimm at that point because we already knew him. I mean, obviously, Darwin knows him, but but I already had a relationship with him as well, which is why we went to him at that point. Hmm. Well, all right, then. I'd prefer to work out of my own estate, if you don't mind. Have anything that I need to read sent over? Sure. (laughs) What the hell is he going to need to read? I don't know. Okay. Absolutely. Your lordship, or whatever I call you. I didn't say that to him. I just said absolutely. Hey. Hey. I did a thing, guys. I didn't fail. Nice. Like I did the last time. Failed so hard the last time. Because it wasn't a persuade last time, right? With Carl Faybrook? Was that a persuade? Yeah, and I Uh, failed. Messed that one up. I failed. I failed. I failed with Uboa, too, which is why I had to intimidate her, because I was like, this. I'm not failing twice. The persuader is not failing twice. And now the schools teach the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's one. 
Yay, one of six. I have a suggestion for the <laughs> other end of town. We gotta check the public works. Ed Coates? Yes. Ed Coates. You talked to Ed Coates last time. I did talk to Ed Coates last time. I need to ask her. Yes, I am going through this list, and that's kind of who I'm going to contact. Yes, that was going to be my question. Yeah. Are you just asking all of these people who you already have support from? Yes. Because we don't sure don't need to talk to each and every single one of them. Yes, that's sort of With the, the exception of Uboa. Being, of course, Yuboa, yeah. and then who you put on that from the guards... Right, that's a problem because I don't want to put cash morale on the council. I think that's Dang. a I think that's a bad idea. One option would be to put the guy who you know is currently leading rebellion in charge, give him some power in town, and watch him really give him the conflict of interest of if I have power and I have the ability to make things better. No, no, Colonel Fabrook. Is he around? He's, he's not around, right? I I will repeat myself. Oh no, yeah. no, I know you know he's not around, but that's that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to find him. Ah. That problem needs a solution one way or another. So do we want to talk about Vale's efforts to find Colonel Faybrook, then, who seems to have disappeared? That's been my goal the entire time he's been gone. Who's helping? Since I have some pull, I, I meant, like, here at the table, if anybody... Are players helping? I'm not worried about NPCs. Does Darwin want to assist? I mean... Might RNS be the better choice for the persuasion? This isn't persuading. No, this, this is finding is someone who's gone into hiding. Like, oh, that. Found. Okay, like that I will help you skills. with if you it's like. like. survival skills, right? Mm. Sort of. It depends on how you go about this. That I will help you with I if you like. I have survival skills. But if I'm supposed to be doing all this other bullshit, I can't help you. I don't see myself as I have people to I talk to help. and, like, crap to do. And a weird room to explore. Oh, I'll help you with you. Do that also. <laughs> I don't have to be out in the field all the time anymore. I've got clout now. Wait, I've got minions now. You have minions? I'm Can like I second in command of my guild. Of a chapter of my guild, yes. Of a chapter. Wait, is... I have some of your minions? I hate my job. <laughs> 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 I just Sorry, my minions don't do your job. I just have somebody to boss around. <laughs> Um, Being mayor sucks. Do you want somebody to boss around? I know who exactly who you can boss around. <laughs> little helper family? No, 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 no not they, the Ordones. I mean, no, I don't want to be mean to them though because they're gonna turn on us as soon as the. They are. It's true. The first ones to try to stab us. Yes, they hey, are. Hey, we should give them big raises. I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. They know what the books look like. They know if we can actually give them raises or not. Oh, he could yeah. probably just give themselves a raise, and we wouldn't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I-, I was gonna say you could have Nashi to kick around. Oh, but I like him. Oh, Nashi. He was my little like newsy for the rebellion. <laughs> totally was. Yeah. Okay. I'm just whining because I don't want to be mayor. Because that's what bards do. I can be mayor. I just want to play music and drink. That's what I want to do. And people We're are getting you back me, to that. People are making me like do politics and stuff. I don't want We're getting you back to that. Arnis is entering his Arnis. emo phase. Arnis, I promise you, you don't have to play any punk disco. We're like, we'll I have, there. I have this like nice long brown hair, but now it's just like in my face all the time. <laughs> I've started wearing like loot started wearing like black eyeliner, like smudgy black eyeliner. It's like just, there's hair just everywhere. Fingernails have been painted black. Yeah, <laughs> just leave me alone. All of his music is the, about his daddy issues. The so. mayor's not seeing people today. It's hard out there for a mayor. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought we'd get a hustle and flow reference up in this show. God. Oh dear. Okay. Sorry, I'll shut up. You talk about other things. All right. Mm. Okay, I'm done. Darvin and Vale, then. Yes. You are trying to find Colonel Faybrook, who seems to have disappeared. What you do know is that a lot of the former city guard members have also vanished, presumably to join up with him. There are some other stray citizenry who have gone missing that you might assume are also joining up, but you don't have like as direct contact with their families or groups. You could, like... Hit the street, find some rando, but the guards are definitely, you know, for a fact, like, hey, we had all these city guards, Arnis flubbed it up by putting a bunch of mercenaries in charge, and they just kind of walked. Yeah, any grouping of people that large, it's going to be fine. I think uh, devoting my spare time would not be right hands to Arnis, and as much of the guild resources as I can towards finding that large grouping of people, justifying it to Dryan by saying, you realize that if we lose power, there's a good chance this whole guild, this guild hall is going down. It's completely preservation. Okay. You go see Jiraiya and let him know this. Uh, he will tell you, look, you can do whatever you want to do right now. I'm focusing on the paperwork, coordinating with guild offices in other cities, trying to bring in other members who are not just completely fresh faces, people who know what it's like to uh, work in the shadows. Once I get that all set up and organized, then maybe we need to run some of these things by each other a bit more clearly. But for now, do what you need to do. Then I start getting word out amongst my contacts of what I'm looking for. That is, I'm looking for guards members who've gone missing. You know, because they're they're not missing. They're meeting secretly somewhere. Whether it be in town or in the woods outside of town, and someone's going to spot somebody, because that many people gone missing can't be that quiet, that sneaky for that long. Simply amount of time before we find one of them. Darvin, how are you searching for these missing guards and Colonel? Are you assisting Vale or are you off on your own hunt? Probably more assisting Vale, I would think. Okay. I don't have ideas other than that about how to find them. Alright. Well, since neither of you are specifically going out and doing the searching yourselves, what I will tell you, what you do get back from some of contacts, street urchins you pay to go look around, gather information for you. People haven't seen any of the former members of the guards in, like, two weeks. But some of their families are still here in the city. And if you want more information, you probably either have to talk with them or go out and try to find these guards yourselves some other way. Yeah, family member, is it? Yeah. Okay. So in your search for family members of these missing guards, one family that you're able to find pretty easily is a young woman named Lilia with her son, Bernard. He's about three. Bernard is, of course, too young to be on the run. Lilia is too young and inexperienced to do anything else. Like She's staying behind. She's doing her best to take care of her son while her husband is away. All right, I want to stake out the house. What are you looking for? I'm literally waiting for him to leave. Darvin, are you there? Sure. All right. Being the only two in the home, it's rather small, little one-story house on the west side, nestled in on a street filled with bunches of other tiny little homes. And being the only person, being the only adult, Lilia eventually has to take Bernard out to market to go get food. The home is empty. Nice. What are you doing with this empty home? Smash a window. 
approach the house first to see if the door's locked. And I have him check. Have you check to see if anyone's watching us while I approach the door. Okay. You're able to find a moment where you are unobserved at the front of the house. Check the door and see if it's locked. It is, of course. Wonderful. I'm going to use my thieves tools to unlock it. <laughs> All right. We'll roll for it. 19. Yes. The door easily opens. She's not a wealthy person. She is not particularly paranoid of people breaking into her home. You're able to easily open up the door, and the two of you are able to go in. Get him in, lock the door behind us in case she comes home while we're in the house. Smart. What are you looking for? Places where you would hide things. Correspondence, letters, weapons, secret floor panels where someone might be hiding under the floor. I'm looking for the hidden things. All right. Darwin, what are you doing? Looking for less hidden things. You look for the obvious, I'll look for the hiding. Yeah. Because if I'm looking at the floorboards, there might be something on the wall. So you're just looking for like a note, like taped to the fridge. Hey, babe, went to secret meeting under the bridge. Be back at nine. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to find something like that. Keep dinner warm for me. That would be awesome. All right, you can both roll perception then. Darvin? Six. Vale? 19. All right, Darvin, you look around, you find an old rocking chair that's pretty comfy, actually. Take a load off, sit down. Hey, maybe if you rock hard enough, it'll open up a secret door. <laughs> but nah, it's just comfy. Good but I'm going to keep trying for a while. Vale, you search around. What you notice is in the parents' bedroom, and it's that only her clothes are there. There's still some of his stuff left, but it looks like a lot of it's gone. Like, there's clearly stuff missing here. It tells you that he didn't just leave for the night. No, he took He's stuff. staying away from home. Okay, I'm assuming this is a simple house, so, like, we're talking hearth room and, like, bedroom. Is there a study-type location? or No, there's no study. Okay. Um, I want to go through what remains of his things, see if maybe he left a note or something in a pocket. Uh, no, there's no note. Okay. I'm not going to have you roll for that, no. Are there any... <laughs> and no, you cannot shapeshift based off of a portrait of someone. <laughs> uh, you got ideas, thoughts? I really don't. Other than search, which we did, right? Yeah, you search. Other than, you know, talk to her, but we'd have to trick her somehow. I got it. Did he leave any sort of, like, regimental outfits or anything? Like, did he leave, like, his dress blues or that equivalent or anything around? Okay. High or low, Vale? Uh, we'll go 13, yeah. He definitely didn't leave a lot of his old city guard stuff lying around, but there is one of his older uniforms tucked away in the closet. Not, like, secreted away, but, like, you know, he folded it up, put it in a sack, left it there. Here's my thought. We... Have, we worked with and were around several guardsmen before they started disappearing. Alright. I put on the uniform, I shift into one of them. Nice. And then use that, hopefully, to give me some sort of advantage with her to try and convince her to tell me where he is. Smart. Because I'm not going to be able to persuade her without any help. So, Smart. one of the city guard members who stayed. Yes. Um, I think the other thing might help is if you're willing to play my prisoner. Sure. What would a prisoner be doing in her home? idea is I'm, I'm looking for her husband because I want to bring him to the rebellion. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is going to be nuts. Between the two of you, tell me about this guard that you choose to impersonate. I imagine there's a little conversation where like, alright, which guy could we pretend to be? I feel like, and I may be remembering wrong, I feel like there was an actual direct confrontation between our Enten friend and one of the leaders of the guard when we put him in play. I would like to represent that guy because I feel like he would definitely have left. 
and would be in a position where she would trust him enough to give him the information. That makes sense. Hey, what's his name? Um, Venris. Venris Brightblade. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Make me make a name up off the top of my head. Brightblade. You're the one who wants to just impersonate... Hey, some dude I'm pretty sure we saw at some point. I felt like we actually had a conversation with a guy, but I may be hallucinating. Maybe. I don't part of me was a secret of helping her inside like Colston again. <laughs> oh, that's always fun. He's, he's not here. Giants. He's not here, right? <laughs> he's definitely times. Smith Times. <laughs> All right. It was Neil Patrick Charlie. <laughs> Neil Patrick Charlie. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that takes us back. You can see the thing I've drive around for like two back. weeks. Uh, okay, so Vale changes into the this old city guard outfit and shifts into Venerous Brightblade. One of the city guards still working the beat. And Darwin is your faux prisoner. That's right. I feel like I should like beat me up a little. Yeah, I feel like I should like at least give you a shiner. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> a real one? Or maybe just be passed out. That's better. Or that. So Darwin's just gonna like fall on the floor, pretend to be passed out. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll like fake tie him up too. <laughs> oh my god. I am both glad and horrified that I am not there right this now. This is gonna go well. What's the worst thing? Actually, well, I was being sarcastic. I think we'll be fine. Really? What's the worst that could happen? That's what you're asking me right now? Is the plan to wait here until yeah. Lilia comes home? Yep. Alright. Oh my god, you creepy creepers. So it's about an hour or so later when you hear someone unlocking the front door. You quickly tell Darvin, lie down, look like I punched you in the face. <laughs> oh my god. First, Darvin... Give me a performance roll. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I have a minus. Yeah, I have oh, a minus. No. It's, a, it's a 15. Oh, okay, that's not oh, bad. Minus one. That's not bad at all. Okay, Lilia. What? I just want to check one quick thing. What do you need to check? Check my assassin features real quick. Oh, this is going to go great. I'm not a killer, A young woman and her small boy are coming home. Let me check my assassin <laughs> skills real quick. I knew at some point in the assassin class you get better at doing things like what I'm about to do. I wasn't sure if it was low level or high level. It is high level. It's level 13. So, yeah. A little beyond your scope. Anyways. Lilia enters the home with her son Bernard in one arm and a basket filled with some food in the other. Breads, cheeses, some fruit. Nothing that looks fancy or expensive. Closes the door behind her, locks it, turns around to see a guard and a man passed out on the floor. She immediately screams, Oh my goodness! And drops the food all over the ground. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I wasn't expecting anyone to be here. You're... You're with the guard? Yes. And What's... I react panicked, and I run over to the window, and I start looking out the window like you do. Like, were you followed? Pull that shit. Was I... Was I followed? Oh, no? Should I have been? Why would somebody follow me? Who's that man? Shh. Mommy, mommy! Who's the man on the floor, mommy? Shh. <laughs> I need you to be quiet right now. Oh, my God. Roll persuasion. And that's a six. You need to tell me what you're doing in my home. You need to tell me who that man is. And she's like kind of balancing Bernard in her arms a little bit. Okay, okay, shh. Okay. I worked with your husband. And? And I'm trying to find him. The guy on the floor is one of the leaders of this fake rebellion thing, and I'm trying to get him to our men. He's part of the Bard's Rebellion. Yes, can't you tell? He's the monk guy. Is Darvin passed out on his back or on his front? Probably like on that side. 
In which case, Lilia steps up and looks a little closer. I didn't see the rebellion happen, but... Oh my goodness, I think he's still awake. Get him again! God. Okay. And I walk over... Oh god, I walk over and... Sock him in the temple, but I try to pull the punch. I mean, I'm not gonna really hurt you. I get a minus one to strength. Okay. Vale reaches down and punches Darvin in the head. Just gonna say it connects. It is not enough to knock Darvin out. But Darvin, make a constitution saving throw to not cry out in surprise at being cold-cocked by your friend. This is such a shit show right now. Have these plans that I think are going to be brilliant plans. Put all this thinking into, and then he rolls a six. Sorry, I rolled a six. Don't blame him for your terrible plan. My plan was a good plan. Don't blame Darvin for your terrible plan. And Darvin screams out in pain. Can I pretend to pass out immediately after? Like like I woke up for the punch. You're going to have to roll another performance check, I think, for that. Yes, you're going to have to roll another performance check. As little Bernard just starts wailing. Ah, mommy! Man is screaming! Man is screaming. 13. She believes that you're passed out and she shushes Bernard. Shh, it's so. okay, it's okay. The guard man got a... I'm so sorry, what's your name? Venris. Venris, what's he doing in my home? I'm trying to get him to the Rebellion. I knew and worked with your husband, and I thought I would be able to find some sort of hint here where he might be or a way to contact him. So is that man willingly going? He is my prisoner currently. So why is he passed out on the floor? Because I didn't know how long I was going to be looking for something or trying to find him, and I figured it was easier to keep him out cold than have him call out for help. I didn't want to kill him because we want him as a bargaining chip. Oh my goodness, this is... You couldn't have waited outside. I have to come in to see this. One of the leaders of the rebellion? Again, I thought I'd be able to find something in the house. What did you find? Nothing. Okay, then. You could see her, like, physically sigh in relief. That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so you're here. He's here. What do you want from me? A way to find or contact your husband so I can get him to the higher-ups of the rebellion. What makes you think I know where he's at? Because he's your husband? I haven't seen him in weeks. And how are you paying for the food you just bought? Well, after the rebellion incident, uh, rather than turn his weapons and armor back over to the royal house and him, she motions to Darvin, passed out on the floor, air quotes, um... He sold them. We had a little bit of money to get by. God damn it. Insight check on that. 12. Okay, I was gonna just give it to you, but yeah, you still beat her uh, deception, and she's clearly hiding something. Okay, I tell her, listen, I don't want you to have any more trouble that's come your way than what I've put you into. I can be out of here as soon as you can tell me where I need to go. Alright, roll persuasion. That's a crit. <laughs> a legitimate crit, which makes it a 21. You think I care what it makes it? No. This is a crit. No better time. <laughs> right? Look, I I honestly haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. But I know he hasn't left the city yet. Last I saw, he was heading to the Stone Pass. He didn't tell me exactly where he was going, but I watched him as long as I could from the corner. And when was that? A couple weeks ago. Okay. So, when you turn this 
man over. Uh, what are you hoping is going to happen? Can we get the city back to, well, not Count Valance, obviously, but someone? Yes, we, we, we will give it back to the government that rightfully holds it. And what's to become of him? As she looks down at Darwin. Oh, honest answer. Hey, that's beyond my pay grade. Okay. <sighs> she sets Bernard down so she can pick up her groceries. Pardon me, I... This is a mess. I'm sorry. Okay. She's picking up her stuff. Boop, 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 put it in the basket. nothing else you can tell me to help me find where I can take him. I have told you all that I know. I'm going to inside check that one. That's a 13. Yeah, that's all she knows. Okay. She she doesn't seem like she's lying. Last time she saw her husband was a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, we have the beginnings of a path. I'm just going to roll something real quick. Pay no attention to the DM. <laughs> No, it's great. Uh, Bernard can see that his mom is distracted by the mess and the guard, so he runs over to Darvin and gives him a little kick in the ribs. <laughs> he's like three, so it doesn't hurt. But he's just, uh, took daddy's job. Darvin's going to just wink at the kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> the kid screams and runs into the bedroom. <gasps> He's coming for me! The dirty mug's coming for me! Ah! Oh, God. I look at the woman and I'm like... Zillia. Oh, 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 what's, what's his name? Um, just a second. I need a holy name here. Um, <laughs> you got a curse, but she needs the name she's cursed. <laughs> I, I have to swear at the right God. Oh, sweet Adar, save me. Bernard! Bernard! Look, I'm sure he's passed out still. Right? And she turns to Vale. Right? Yes. He's still passed out? He's Yes. In fact, I'm going to get him out of here right now. Do you have a back door? No, we don't make enough to have a back door. Oh, God. Okay. We've got the one in the front. Right. We also don't have an attic, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> All right. So I walk over to the blinds, and I kind of do the, look through the blinds thing and make sure there's no one in the street that shouldn't see a fake tied-up Darwin. <laughs> I wake him up and I look at him and like, stay quiet. You wake him up before you leave. Yeah, with like a, an intimidating dagger to his back. Mm. The classic like movie thing, we get the gun under the coat and you're leading the guy out of the building. <laughs> oh my god. And I lead him out the front door. As you do, Lilia like picks up the tomato that fell on the ground <laughs> and busts open and just hucks it at the back of Narvin's head. <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's alright. This was fun. I liked when I scared the kid. <laughs> You're a monster. Well, we have a general district now, at least, hopefully. I have another thought of another place to look, too. Okay. Um, Those are the worst. Let's take a little break from Vale and Darwin. That was the worst bloody cop movie ever. I kind of love it. I gotta be honest. That was fun. <laughs> fun. Anyways. Yeah, let's take a little detour from Vale and Darwin to see if Arnis has a plan yet for dealing with Uboa Bay. My plan is to get kind of the rest of the council set up and then offer her a place on it. Okay. But, like, get everybody else on, onto this council, or at least four of the six people, if we haven't figured out who to put on from the guards yet, like, at least four of them, before I offer her a place on it. All right. So if we go by the... Uh, the list of people of note whom you actually had good relations with immediately following the Bard's Rebellion. Uh, there's Lord Cobblestone, who you already have. There's Templar Aveline, who is your liaison with the churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to go with her? Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. 
yes, she is a pillar of the religious community and a member of influence across the different churches within the city. Like Her voice carries weight because people know she's not trying to convert anyone. She's just looking out for the religious well-being of people within the city. She will gladly take a position of leadership. There's Lord Sifuentes of the Merchants. He will definitely say yes. You played for him, you've entertained him before, and he just sees it as a way to make more money. He's going to get paid. If he's in charge, not a problem. Ed Coates, the lifetime civil servant in public works. Finally, I get some damn respect around here. <laughs> damn right I'll do it. Get me out of this good office. Take this inbox, put it right in the outbox, throw it all out the window. Done. <laughs> He practically walks out of the office as soon as you offer him the job. He heads right to the royal house. Wait, appoint a successor. <laughs> Before you do that, just somebody to run your department so, you know, there's not poo in the streets. Good. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Ed? Are you Ed? Ed takes his nameplate and just, like, drops it on some dude's desk. It's like, you're Ed now. You guys just... Oh. Oh, what? Heads <laughs> out the door. And go again. Just make sure there's not poop in the streets. You've done that, you've done your job. <laughs> there's poop in the streets or water on fire. You've got a problem. If there's water on fire. <laughs> We're not talking about fracking here, people. <laughs> I'm just saying. If those two things happen, you have a problem. If not, you're good. Do you call the water department or the fire department? <laughs> you call the new Ed Codes. Meet <laughs> <laughs> the new Ed, same as the old Ed. <laughs> that one broker, apparently. <laughs> Who do you call when there's fire on your water? <laughs> Eric Codes. <laughs> <laughs> My name's actually Jerry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's Ed. It's Ed now. <laughs> Everybody at the desk surrounded just be like, good job, Ed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which takes care of all of those groups, except for the guards and Yuboa Bay. Yeah. I'm ready to talk to her. We've got four seats, like, locked in, then I'm ready to go to her. Just because, like, we want her to know that this is a thing that's happening, but that she wasn't in on the ground floor. But we're offering her a voice. Seat at the table. Oh, you're kind of... Mmm, I like it. So, uh, it's, <laughs> it's sticking it to her just a little, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm ready. Alright, artist. Are you taking anybody with you? Bitches are off searching. Doesn't have to be like, at the exact same time. I'll go with you. This in which is... case, then I'll take I'll take Vale, Kara, Vale, whatever. Okay. So the two of you waltz right into Uboa Bay's school. The door to her office stands in front of you. What do you do? Doesn't she have a secretary? No. Yes, but I mean, do you want to talk to her secretary? I mean, you're in charge. I just thought you might just. No, I just want to go right in. <laughs> just walk yeah, right past forget the secretary. secretary. I want to just open the door. Moment. I don't even want to knock. As you go to open the door, the sec- Oh, excuse me. Does she reach out to touch? No, no, she just raises a hand. Oh, I want her to just be like, no. No. Sorry. School secretaries are not in the habit of forcibly keeping people from entering rooms. They are not bodyguards. So, oh, sir, 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 no. Oh, important mayoral business. <laughs> I'll just be like, she has a meeting. We have a mayor now? She just, like, turns to her, the desk and just asks the desk, a great we, have a we have a mayor now? <laughs> it's a good moment. You enter into Yuba Obey's office. 
She's just as you remember her, sitting behind her desk, working away. She hears the two of you enter. Oh, well, hello again. I just shut the door and lean on it, because I wasn't here last time. Hello. I'm surprised to see you again. What brings you? You're going to play this game. (laughs) All right. All right. It's hard for me to imagine that you would think I wouldn't show up here at some point, Miss Bay. Well, not in person, no. I assume you have other people who do that for you. But thank you for coming and visiting me. The little folk that we are. No, I... I like to talk to the important people in my town myself. <laughs> this is the worst conversation in history, and I love it. Oh, it's so much. <clears throat> well, then do tell me, how can I be important today? Well... As you may or may not already be aware, our goal in taking over the town was to give the town back to the people. And that is what we are in the process of doing. We are setting up a city council of sorts that right now will be internally appointed, upstanding members of the community, and then everyone will have the opportunity to run in the open elections to be held soon, within a couple of months. You have a lot of confidence that this system's going to stick. But we want to get it up and running. Bitch. As soon as possible. I'm just running over her. I'm not even going to that comment. Like, not <laughs> you, know, you know all you need is a meeting for me and we can turn this into intimidation. But we want to get it up and running as soon as possible to kind of fulfill our mission to the citizenry. Fulfill our promise to them when we oh, start well, this sh- venture. Well, I'm sure I could give you some... Very good names. I know a great number of educated people. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to need we, folks of intelligence. No, thank you. But we already have um, we already have four um, upstanding members of our community that have agreed to sit on the council. Um, I am looking specifically right now for a voice in education. And I am told and have witnessed myself there is no louder voice than yours. <laughs> That's very well, well put comment. <laughs> It's not an insult, but it's not a compliment either. No, that's an insult. (laughs) She takes it as an insult. (laughs) Well, you know, in all this turmoil, sometimes you have to be loud in order to be heard. Tell me, who have you already gotten to agree? Representing the east side of town will be Lord Cobblestone. Representing the west side of town will be um, Ed Coates, formerly in charge of public works. Representing our religious organizations, Templar Eveline, and representing our merchants, is Lord Sequentes. The mm. two seats left to fill are... Couple of lords on there already. The two seats left to fill are the um, representative for the city guard and the representative for our education system. I hear you've been doing a bang-up job with the guards. There's some banging, yes. <laughs> How they spend their off-duty is no matter to me. No, me. They're not in my employ at that point. What well, by all means, put one of your mercenaries on this council of yours. I'm sure it'll go real well. I hear they are smart folk. Oh, God. Who we get to fill that seat is not why I'm here. I'm here to see if you would be willing to fill the education seat. Or if you would have anybody in mind who you would like to fill that seat. Because, again, we're about giving it back to the people. If you have someone you think that is a good fit, I'm willing to hear it. I roll persuasion. I'm not here to necessarily be an asshole, but... You're doing a good job. That's 25 again. Nice. 
Arnis Persuade. Remember that one time when finally Arnis was back on fire with the persuasion? Well, now I'm certainly capable of helping to educate the rest of the town in any role. But if for some reason this council mayoral ship of yours falters, I'm not going to fight to the death for it. I simply want what's best for the people right now. Well, that's our goal as well. What she thinks is best. So, I mean, I'm not going around door-to-door asking people to be on this council and then all of a sudden be, like, musketeers. That's not... That's not your role. Good. (laughs) Why would I... Well, Arnis, I understand that you would need educated people to help you out. I can certainly fulfill that duty. If you wish, I could even teach you a few things. I do not. Thank you. Um, no. No, thank you. I do not wish you to educate me. Uh, no matter what you think of me, I have actually been to college. So... Yes, I know. You went to the Bard College here in town. Community college. Shame. You couldn't get into one of the universities. So, are you doing this thing or not? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've already said yes. Perfect. And I leave. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to walk out. We're going to have one city council meeting, and I'm going to slap the shit out of this one. Like, that's what's going to happen. It's just going to... Oh, I don't get to intimidate. Uh, you in- can. I'm not interested in standing here and being insulted. If she's agreed to do it, then I'm just going to go. As, as, as you leave, I get lucky, like, but I, I don't get it. You walk out, the secretary's still just like, a mayor? Huh. <laughs> That's a good bookend. All right, Darvin and Vale. You've been at least given a lead. Question. This guy who we believe to be leading the rebellion, his home is on the side of town that our city guard that we're tracking was headed, correct? East side, I believe, yes. Retired colonel. Yeah, Um, he got to live on the east side. Then, same evening as this conversation, I'm going to encourage Darwin to go with me to go visit his home. By all means. Uh, And I start with a knock on the front door. Oh, there's no answer. Wonderful. And I go around to the back door, and I knock on the back door. The pair of you quietly walk around to the back side of this house, knock on the door there, and there is no answer. A simple glance will tell you that there are no lights burning inside. Cool. Let's try the door. Let's try it. I don't know which uh, door are you guys trying. Ask him to keep lookout, and I try the back, try to open the door I'm standing in front of currently, having gone to the back of the house. Sure. I'll keep a lookout. All right. No, it's locked. Wonderful. I try to pick said lock. Give it a shot. Vale, what did you roll? A uh, twelve. You pick at the lock, but your efforts are unsuccessful. Awesome. You're not getting in. Through the door. Let's go try a window. Hmm. Smart. Windows are easy to pick. Alright, uh, Darwin, give me a perception roll. 19. Nice. You spend some time looking around, and because it's so late, there's not a lot of actual pedestrian traffic around, and because Kashmirol and the Tarnished Hand are in charge of the guards, they're not too concerned with patrolling homes of the people who don't support them. <laughs> nice. Nice. And also, if they saw the two of you doing anything, they wouldn't really care. Also nice. So you've got a lot of leeway here tonight. You don't have to worry about being seen right now. So is just one of you trying to sneak in, or both? The goal is to get us both in. Who's going to go find a window? I'll try find an open window. Do you want to find a window on the ground floor? Yes, please. They're all shut. All right. You're a climber, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's not much of an answer. <laughs> I mean, you have athletics? Because <laughs> that's climbing. No. Um, 
then we, let's before we try another window, since we know no one's going to stop us, uh, let's go try uh, unlocking the front door. Well, not no one. Well, but there's no guardsmen going to stop us. It's late, and the guards don't really care what the two of you specifically do. Let's go try unlocking the front door. All, All right, right, go ahead and try the front door. Eighteen. Yeah, you're able to unlock the front door. Sweet. Uh, I let my friend in, and then nice. unlock the front door. You're in this home. I'm looking for any sort of signs or hints as to where he might have gone. Okay, what are you doing, Darwin? Same. Alright, you guys want to split this up by floors? Yeah, let's do Sure. Alright, who, who wants the ground floor, who wants the second floor? I'll take the second floor in case I fall. I have, I have to jump out a window, good idea. That's <laughs> also in one story you'd have to fall. That's just <laughs> not too dangerous for anybody. The decision had to be made somehow. Right. <laughs> It's more logic than I thought the two of you would put into this plan. <laughs> so, both of you roll me a perception check. Yeah, that is a whole lot of nothing. Same. Darwin. Nine. That's better than my nothing. Well, four. Neither of you have ever been in his home before. Looking around, you're pretty sure he lives alone. Probably one of those married-to-the-guard type guys. His children are the soldiers he trained and left to take care of duty in his wake. But there are no obvious signs of where he went, where he could have gone. Okay. What rooms do I have on the first floor? You've got a living room, kitchen, guest room, storage room. Let's check the kitchen first. For what? I want to invest. Does he have some sort of, like, icebox? Sure. I want to investigate the icebox and see if he's hidden anything in. Okay, roll me and investigate in his icebox. That's <laughs> uh, a nine. Uh, this is very much an icebox. It's kept cold by a large chunk of ice that's in there. The cool of the night has made your hands damp, and you reach in, and your fingertips are just stuck to this block of ice. And as you pull it out, there's this five-pound chunk of ice just attached to your hand. Why did I take off my gloves? I'm an agent. You needed the manual dexterity to pick the lock. That's what it was. All right. Now I'm waiting here for the ice to melt off my hand. <laughs> this is going well. Very well. Darwin comes back down the stairs to see you just standing there with a hunk of ice hanging from your fingertips. Well, this is going well. <laughs> yeah, sure is. All right. Next step, I want to check the storage room once the ice has fallen off of my hand. For any hidden doors or trap shelves. You find none. Yay. Alright. Did you find anything upstairs? Nothing. What rooms did you... What were you investigating in? Uh, it didn't. I perceived and then I came back downstairs <laughs> somehow. Uh, upstairs, Darwin was able to find uh, a bedroom, uh, a reading room, and an office, so to speak. I have two things I'd like to do. Alright. I want you to go find me some in his bedroom something that is very definitively like looks like something that would be his that he would wear that there wouldn't be many copies of. Being someone from money, I'm sending you to do that. Okay. And then I want to go work in the office. So what type of thing is Darwin looking for here? You head upstairs and find something definitive. What does that mean? Uh, what does Darwin think that means? Clothing. You're, well, I guess that could yeah. You're from money. Your dad's from money. Like, What type of distinctive stuff would your family have? Um, specifically, like, tailor-made, you know, coats. Like monogrammed? Yeah. Because just being fitted wouldn't be obviously his unless you knew uh, his measurements. That's true. That's I don't true. think you knew him that well. Then, hmm, I don't know what else would be obviously his. Okay, well, you go up to his personal bedroom. Uh, roll me to investigate. Six. Colonel Faybrook, 
despite his rather nice pension that he received from the royal house and the city guard, lived a fairly simple life. He did not invest his money in extravagant flourishes of clothing or jewelry. There are an old pair of boots in his closet that he probably wore on like hunting or training trips. Other than that, it's some pretty basic clothes, mm-hmm. hairbrush, nothing that stands out. How about, can I look specifically for any like guard insignia that might be tied to his rank title? I'll give these to you. I'll, I'll just give this to you right here. Uh, it's not in his bedroom. You go into his office, and he does have a couple of framed boxes on the wall, like shadow boxes, of medals that he has earned during his career. This is something that he took pride in, his role serving the city. And he has been awarded medals for that role. Nice. So I'll bring some of that down. Okay. You steal the men's military medals. Not steal necessarily. I just want to show Bill what our options are. Okay. Do you bring them downstairs, still in the, like, the wooden frame yeah, yeah. with I'm the not, glass? I'm not going to destroy this dude's shit unnecessarily. If I'm <laughs> not going to use it, then it's being left intact. You bring those downstairs. I had gone up to the office in the reading room because I want to check those individually. Okay. Well, or, you entered the office just as Darwin like, was pulling this off the wall then. Turned yeah, around yeah. and be like, old point medals. Out, point out to the like, most rankingest medal like, and tell him to take that one. The most rankingest medal. The most ranking. Ooh, you guys are the non the platinum ranked medal. medal. So like, I want his medal of rank, not his purple heart. Well, he wasn't hanging up his medal. Like these were medals that he received for duty, uh, not like his rank. He didn't leave his badge framed up on the wall. Got it. But you can certainly look through these medals and see which one was the most prestigious. Yes. Okay. That. Both you guys roll me history. Hey, I'm plus four to history. Hey, me too. We have twenty one. Twenty-two. Of course. <laughs> All right, Darwin, tell us about this military medal that you found of Colonel Faybrooks. What's it for? What was he given this medal for? Bravery and leadership. Is this for combat bravery and leadership? Yes. In a certain riot, he... You don't have to say why he earned it, okay. but just, like, this is bravery and leadership in a riot. Does this medal denote that he, like, was wounded during this fight or that he saved somebody's life? Mm. I'll make him the hero. I mean, he's yeah. already a hero. No, he's a good guy. Yeah, he, he saved someone's life from a rampaging mob. Okay. Nice. It's very much like stealing someone's, uh, was that the Silver Star? Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Sounds about right. We are good, good people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not, no. All right, you've got this medal of his. I'm looking for... I'm in his office, and I'm looking for hidden compartments on his desk. No, there's nothing else. The things to be found have been found. The rules have already been made. Yeah. No, he did not leave a note telling himself where he was going. Cool. Then I have a new plan. Are we keeping this metal? Uh, yeah. Put, put, the, put the frame back on the wall, please. Oh, the metal? Yeah. Okay. So we're just taking the metal itself? Yep, just the metal itself. All right. Frame goes back on the wall. Okay. Breaking the metal out, I guess. No, you can remove the backing. Okay. You don't have to break it unless you want to. Nah, not in particular. This wasn't given to him sealed. Like, it was pinned on his chest at one point. And he he asked an artisan, make me a box to display this in. Got and they it. did. Got it. So no, I'm not going to break anything on purpose. I kind of I respect this guy. I kind of even like him, despite him being our enemy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the short story is Colonel Faybrook has served in the city a long time. He does not need to like write down like notes of where he wants to go. Got it. He knows the city very intimately, so like when he wants to go somewhere, he 
knows the ins and outs already. Got it. So, you're all back together in the royal house. All right, I go back out, and I use my contacts and allies to focus all of our search on the east end. Okay. Is anybody else doing stuff, too, to try to find him or any of the other guards that have vanished? Why don't you go talk to your dad, and I'll go talk to Lord Cobblestone, just to see if, like, they know of anything or have seen anything as prominent people in this side of town. All right. Darwin, let's go follow you. All right. I'm going to go talk to uh, my dad. Sure. Is he in the royal house? Well, yeah, your dad is in the royal house. He is in the library reading. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> I mean, you just walk in. Hi, Dad. Oh, hey, son. Uh, good book? I mm, can't say I'm entirely aligned with Count Valance's literary tastes. Ah. Us neither. Um, What's up, son? Quick question. So, you may have heard that there is a resistance to our rebellion. No, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't start with an R. That took me a minute. And basically, we are trying to find one Colonel Fabric, who you probably I know. know. Yeah, I certainly know him. Because he leads the resistance. Oh, you guys think so? And he's entirely disappeared. But we have mm-hmm. intel that they're located somewhere in the east end of the city. But so far, searches have turned up nothing. You know, I haven't seen any of the old city guard on the east side in a long time. Sorry, not a long time, but you know. Insight check that shit. A couple of weeks. Mm, okay, can I do an insight check? If you think your dad could be lying to you, absolutely. It's unlikely, but let's run the shot. Twelve? Seems to be telling the truth. You know your dad very well. You've seen him broker deals before. You can tell when he's bending the truth to his advantage. He doesn't seem to be doing so. And that was all I needed to know, right? If he had... He honestly hasn't seen any guards on the east side in a couple of weeks. The old guard. The new right. guard, you know, yeah, of course he's seen them. Right. Okay. I think that's all I needed to know. Uh-huh. Well, let me know if you hear anything. Otherwise, we'll keep looking. Well, yeah, of course. Stop by any time, son. I will. Thanks, Dad. Like, I know. You're letting me stop by my own house? The, the library. Whatever. It's okay. I don't really want to live here any longer, so it's fine. All right, Vale. You visit Dryan. You go to the house where everything's being set up for the denouement. And you're able to send out some people to go listen, go look around, see if anybody's seen any of the old guard here on the east side. Was that what I'm taking? Yes. Okay. They will come back to you several hours later during the night. Uh, one by one, they will all inform you. No, none of the guards have been seen on the east side. What if we're not asking the right question? The only other option is to investigate the pass. That's the place we haven't looked yet. Like the actual stone pass? The stone pass, yeah. Mm, that's true. Is there anything on the stone pass? Like off of the stone pass? I feel like at some point we learned that there was some other way onto it or off of it. There's a way to get from one side of the city to the other that's not the stone pass, but it takes a long what? time. Right? That's like going around like the like, city. Oh, was that it? Karami sits in a slightly hilly, slightly mountainous region. The stone pass connects the west side and the east side. I forget how long I said it was before, but up to a quarter mile in length. To either side is hills and trees. It's wild. It's, it's not flat and even at any like sizable amount of space where people mm. could build homes. Got it. But it's just a small road pass connecting these two sides of the city. Too close to be two different cities, but too far apart for anything else to really join them. Got it. Well, then that's the next thing to investigate as we continue to burn time. Who's going? I'll go. I guess I'll go with them this time. Don't sound so enthused. <laughs> the three of you walk onto the stone pass from the east side of the city, passing up one of your tarnished hand guards, who stands guard there, 
wander out onto the stone pass. And what's the deal? I'm looking for guards or worn paths that could hint as to where they might be going. Well, what about everybody else? Darwin or Arnis? Um, I'm listening. Listening to see if I can hear anything. You've got good ears. You're a musician. Darwin. I'm just going to look for any, you know, relics of large amounts of guards coming through. Mm-hmm. Like dropped items that might signify something. All right. Everybody give me a perception roll. Veil. 16. Arnis. 11. And Darwin. 20. Let's see. Darwin got the highest roll, so we'll start with him. As the three of you are walking down the pass, keeping eyes and ears open for any irregular signs, as you're about two-thirds of the way towards the west end of the city, Darwin, you spot a glint on the ground. Bending down, looking closer, you see it's a brass button from some sort of vest or overcoat. Looking down even closer, you can see a bit of torn fabric stuck in between two of the stones on the pass. From that edge of the stone pass, as you look over, the ground goes down into a gully of sorts. Okay. And as you point this out to the rest of your crew, Vale is able to look out in that direction and just see the softest of glows coming from deep down in the trees. Glows? Like a fire? Something like that, I would assume. Well, this is uh, helpful. How do you want to proceed? Sneak that away. Yeah, we should see those. And my question is, how do we? How would you like to approach them? Uh, undetected and unconfrontationally for now. Unobtrusively. Yeah, silently. So the three of you want to head off the stone pass and down into this gully. Do we have to jump? No, you can climb down. Okay. It does not look like anybody climbed. You can tell by the way the fabric was torn between the two stones. Someone probably got on their belly and tried to slide down. Something got snagged. I see. Then, yeah, I say we just sneak up, see what we can discern from a safe distance, get a little closer if it'll help, and try not to be seen. Okay. Sounds clear to me. Everybody's going? Sure. <laughs> Don't sound too enthused, Arnis. This is not Arnis's jam. Well, Arnis can stay behind. No, because Arnis wants to talk to this guy. So you all make your way off of the stone pass. It's fairly late at night. Nobody's really paying attention. And you make your way down into the gully. The bushes and the trees are somewhat thick as you make your approach. So everybody roll stealth. Kill me. Yeah. That's about right. Darwin. 21. Vale. 22. Let's keep this train on. I'm so glad that you have me here. Arnis. Nine. So, Arnis, tell me, is your loot with you? Do you have your loot? Yeah. Where are you carrying it? Don't leave home without it. I usually have it on my back. Okay. I did double crit fail. You can't make me break another loot. I'm not making you break another loot. <laughs> As the three of you make your way through some thick brush, you have to get a little low, yeah. crawl through some branches, yeah. which Darwin and Vale seem to do naturally. Like, they belong out here in the dark. Arnis doesn't get quite low enough. One of the branches snags on a loot string. And as you take a couple more steps, you just hear a very distinct <laughs> And you hear some voices coming from where this light is at. 
oh, sh- sh- put out the fire, put out the fire. And there's like frantic steps, like rustling along in the ground as someone very feverishly grabs a small shovel and throws dirt onto the flame. Well, shit. How many was there? I think there's only one. That's true. What do you guys do? I say we keep sneaking and you just walk right into the camp. Okay with that. So Arnis wants to walk right into the camp. It's a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right, Arnis, take the lead. So we hear this twang, they do their thing. They're get a surprise round ever. nowhere to be seen. So I then make like a big show of like of retuning the loot as I'm like walking along. Right, clearly like not trying to be silent at mm-hmm. all. Like, like announcing my approach almost. And as you step up where this fire was... You can still smell the smoke, and there's a single person standing there, sheathed sword in hand, hand on the hilt, other hand on the sheath itself. He's ready to defend. When you come waltzing over, halt right there. Hi. What are you doing here? Do you, wait, wait, wait. Do you do you not know who I am? And in the <laughs> moonlight, you can see him squint. He looks at you. Oh, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know who you are. And his grip tightens on his sheath and his sword. Like, you can see his hands flexing. I'm not, calm down. I'm not here to attack you. <laughs> I just want to talk to your leader. Roll persuasion. Yeah. This is your thing. I Arnis persuades, remember? Yeah, yeah well, you <laughs> should be able to percept, too, but that didn't happen. Nope. What's nope. that come to? Nope. It's a nine. He pulls his sword from the sheath, stands his ground. And says, just motions at you with his sword. He's not holding it to your throat or anything. There's still a good 15 feet between the two of you. We can talk, but leave your gear here. Just go ahead and put it all on the ground. Motions with his sword, like, at your backpack, at your loot, at your, uh, dagger? Yeah, it's a dagger. So he motions at your equipment. I have a crossbow, too. He's just like... But yeah, yeah, yeah. I get get it, all of it. Leave all your stuff here. Put it on the ground, and you can come with me. Assuming that one of my sneaky people is going to see me do this. I comply. Okay. So Arnis unarmed. Still my armor on, though. Yeah, he's not making you take your armor off. You don't have any weapons with you. Yeah. Yeah. I have my power of persuasion, which is totally failing me. He motions with his sword. All right, step forward. With your sword out? No. I'm not going to... I'm completely unable to defend myself. You don't need your sword. I'm not going to hurt you if you're not armed, all right? Then put the sword away. Roll persuasion again. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, because, yeah, I can't do anything to you. Just because you're unarmed no, you doesn't mean you're not a threat. There's still several spells you can cast. It's a 23. Alright, step away from your stuff. I'll put my sword away. Come on. Okay, I step, I like sidestep from my stuff. Like, yeah, do yeah. like the, like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Like, between the swine. I haven't gotten any closer, but I'm clearly, like, and farther away. He walks forward, steps in between you and your gear, sheathes his sword, puts a hand on your shoulder, like, turns you with his hand, gives you a semi-forceful, like, nudge in the direction he wants you to go. Right this way. Just and I, but I go. It's not I like go. you're a totally harmless dude or nothing. You're right. Okay, yeah. So this city guard, now of the resistance, name of Conroy, escorts you through the trees and the brush. Just a step behind you. You can feel his hand put pressure on your shoulders, kind of directing you which way to go. You see a distinct lack of tents. But you do notice some bedrolls, some people just kind of like watching. What are Darvin and Vale doing as Arnis gets led away? Tailing, I imagine. Yeah, I'm going to sneak over, continuing to follow in the shadows. Right, you can both roll stealth. I 
17 from Vale, and what about Darvin? 10. Okay. Darvin, as you are hurrying to keep up with Aranus and Conroy, uh, it's dark. Like, there's some moonlight, there's a little bit of starlight, but the, it's very limited, and there are no torches or fires lit anymore at this point. So there's a lot of stuff you just don't end up seeing as you're trying to tail Aranus, including a rather gnarly root from a tree that kind of arches up a couple of feet before going back down into the ground. Your foot catches in it, and you stumble and fall. There's a very distinct rustling noise as you hit the ground. And before you can get up, there's a foot on your back. Damn it. What do you do? I go, I come in peace. Oh, this this is going to hurt me probably about as much as it hurts you. I'm saying, like, me saying that the person is not. Okay. So you say you come in peace, and you don't hear a response from this person. You can feel them lean in and put extra weight on their foot. Whereas before, it was kind of there to let you know you've been found out. This is actually now holding you down. And you can feel them reach down, grab your sword, and pull it out. Uh, This person now has your fancy dragon sword. Damn it. And they don't know what it is. They just know it's a weapon. And using the flat of the blade, they slap you on the shoulder. Get up. What? Why? I was just going for a walk at night. What? What's the big Get deal? up. What, what's the issue? You're somewhere you don't belong. This is, this is a town. Is there a rule that says I'm not allowed in this part of town? I didn't know that. Oh, so tell me, which of the many shops were you visiting out here? I was going for a stroll. Is there a law against that? There's not a law, but that doesn't mean you're allowed here. Rule persuasion. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> Look, if you're just on a stroll, you can just stroll right back up that hill. To the stone pass. Okay, done. You can take your sword back? Yes. Mm, they've got your sword. They're not giving it to you. Oh. Can I have my sword back? Uh, no. That's kind of non-negotiable. See, that's mine, not yours. What you're doing now is technically theft and robbery. Strong-arming, blackmailing, indecent exposure. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a lot of really... Worked-up charges here. Yeah, Look. you did that. Buddy, I'm not the one who's just wandering off into a dangerous situation. That's you. What's dangerous about this situation? If I don't tell you, it's less dangerous. Just give me my sword and it won't be dangerous for me. I'll I'll leave it up there on the stone pass for you tomorrow. (sighs) What does Darwin do? It kills me, but I think I have to agree to those terms. I can't start shit with this guy right now that'll blow our cover. Are you going with him, or are you... What are you doing? I mean, he just told you to turn around and leave. Uh, I'm pretending to turn around and leave. He's pretty happy having your sword that you're not as much of a threat anymore. I'm pretending to turn around and leave. It's the plan, but apparently that means letting him have the sword. So is this like a double-back situation, and you're going to walk away? Yeah, yeah, totally. If you want to do that, you should grab Arnis' gear. (laughs) Oh, smart. (laughs) At the very least, the loot. Okay, yeah, smart. Vale, you're successfully able to follow Aranus unnoticed as he is led through the brush. And Aranus, you are eventually led to a familiar face in need of a shave. Uh, but there is Colonel Faybrook. And he stands up and just stares at you expectantly. So we meet again. Indeed we do. Can I get you something to drink? I'm good. All right, then. Thank you, Ben. What brings you here? 
trying to decide if I want to like play along with what he's doing or if I want to play the like cut the crap card right like he's asking me this question like fuck you know why I'm here you asshole <laughs> like really he's just giving you an opportunity to be up front I think we can dispense with the beating around the bush as it were colonel you know why I'm here well I assume it's either to dispatch some or all of us in which case, then, maybe you don't know why I'm here. I'm not here to kill you. Good. It's not entirely a lie. I'm not. Exactly. I have no intention of doing such things. <laughs> exactly. Arnus isn't here to kill anybody. Arnus likes to talk to people. Well, good. Then what is it you want? I'm here to see if I can understand the situation better. And I'm also here, before you answer, to offer you a seat at the table. Yeah, I'm going to do this. You hate me, and I know that you think this is a bad idea. Oh, you're talking to Faybrook or Vale right now? I'm talking to Vale, but not actually talking to Vale. Are you saying this out loud? No. Okay. 100% uh, no. <laughs> Offer me a seat at the table. Um, how so? Well, the point, and I addressed this, I, he's not the only one standing there, right? There's a crowd. No, there's there. other people. There's a crowd of people. It's not a huge crowd, but there's definitely other city guard here. Uh, the point of the Bard's Rebellion, and I'm everybody was to give the city back to the people. You keep saying back to the people. The people never had the city. Well, how would you like me to phrase it then? Get the city to the people. Fine. Whatever. Oh my god. Colonel Faberick will understand if you say back to the people. That wasn't a lie, and it's something that we are actively working to do. I am currently, in fact, one member short of a city council to be appointed until we can hold elections soon, sometime in the next couple of months, elections will be held. He holds up a hand. Just like, stop. Look, I'm not saying I don't believe in the people of Karami. I've served here a long time. Most of them are good folks. But I still believe in the crown. You put me on that council of yours, that's still the goal that I'm going to want. To be back under the rule of the crown or to reinstate a, like, royal family member in charge of the city? I don't see how those two are different. Well, then it's the second one. Well, despite any personal grievances you might have had, the city actually has been run well for some time now. I don't see why we can't go back to that. The city has been run well for some in the city. Now, you happened, you'll pardon me if you find this rude, but I sort of don't care. You happened to live on the side of town that was run well. The other side of town? Not so much, sir. No, why don't you, why is it you believe that's poor, or poorly run? A number of the people you see here lived on the west side of town. Yeah? They led fine lives. Not saying they lived rich lives. Not necessarily saying it's about money. It's about safety and security, and that was not a thing in both sides of town equally. Hmm. Look, you came here being honest. I appreciate that. So let me be honest in return, all right? I'm not going to say every decision was a wise one. Yes, in the past month, things were a little imbalanced. But there were some unfortunate rumors coming up from the South. I'm not going to say it was the best for every single person in the city but threats against royal members can't really be taken lightly. What rumors are you talking about? 
Because I wouldn't know, right? No, you would know. Oh, okay. Yes. This is definitely something that you had heard during the preparation for the Bard's Rebellion. Rumors coming up from Earl about assassination attempts on his life. Which, of course, could never have been founded because any of the ones that were killed no longer look like Earl. <laughs> but rumors still spread that attempts were made. And clearly, Earl Earl is here in the city, so he's alive. explain that whole situation to him right now and see if that might get him to flip on the colonel. Good. But... I'm not saying every decision was wise, but it was understandable. One way or another, Count Valance is out of the picture right now. His replacement from the capital, we can't say they'd be a bad person. By contrast, then, I suppose you have to concede that you couldn't say they would be a good person, either. True. Just do you want me to hold them guilty before they do anything? N- no, but just because someone is appointed by the crown they're doesn't mean good. they're a fit ruler. So... As you and Faybrook are discussing this matter, Vale, you've successfully snuck up and can get a good layout of the situation. It's still rather, like, shadowy, low light, but you can certainly see, like, yes, there's Arnest, there's Colonel Faybrook, there's a number of other people in the area. How many figures can I make out? See, they only believe it's Arnest right now. So there's Colonel Faybrook, there's Conroy, and there are two others. It's not, like, a huge deal that Arnest is... It is, but Colonel's dealing with it. Darwin, you'll be back in the area soon. Look, Arnis. Yes. We don't know if they're going to be bad. We don't know if they're going to be good. But I still believe in the system. I'm willing to give it a shot. You and your associates just want to tear it down. It's not, it's not the system itself that we want to tear down. Just the current system. And I lay out everything for him. I need to know what everything is. Oh, everything. Like, from Earl. Like, what we witnessed in Earl. The whole, like, enslavement of changelings. He listens. Roll a persuasion. He, he needs to believe that this actually happened. This is a very far-fetched story. I crit. Damn it! <laughs> and he listens, and a look of shock overtakes his face. This is definitely news to him. As it should be. <sighs> My goodness. Do you have reason to believe that's happening here? You mean, do I have reason to believe that Valance is doing that? That anybody's doing that here? Is it just in Earl? As far as I have witnessed, and that is as much as I can say. I don't know if it's a widespread practice. So because of an abuse in Earl, you want to come up to Karami and overthrow things. Why didn't you do this in Earl? We were forced into a poor situation in Earl. I know the feeling. He's not trying to be, like, undercutting. He's just, like... Yeah. From my perspective, this is what you're doing to me. Right. You're forcing me into a poor situation. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Look, I'm flattered that you would want to come talk to me, but I can't if I serve you. I'm letting down all these people here, and I'm turning my back against the crown. I mean, it's at this point that Darwin's able to sneak up. Hey. You've got all of Arnus's gear now. Nice. <laughs> you don't have your gear, but you have Arnus's gear. So I can hit someone over the head with this loot thing. You don't mm-hmm. even you need weapons. Don't, <laughs> don't break If you hit loot. someone that with my joke. loot, I will fucking hey, kill hey, you. Hey, hey, hey. Artists did not hear that. It was a joke. <laughs> it was an in-brain joke. I will murder the shit out of you. Or to be more accurate, I will have Vail murder <laughs> the coming. shit out of you. I, I like um, this shot of Darvin in the bushes just holding loot, kind of like hefting it in his hand, just like getting a feel for it, like... I hit somebody with this. Dude, there's a dagger and a crossbow. Use one of those, please. All right, Colonel. So then, again, not to be rude, but like, what's your plan? 
out here. What's your plan? Well, firstly, not to be seen by you. Oh, well. (laughs) It's only a matter of time before the Royal Army shows up. And as I told you before, I'm going to help them if they show up. These people here are loyal to me, to the crown. Okay. Roll an insight on that, okay? <laughs> I crit. Uh, what are you trying to pull from Arnis's okay? I'm trying to see if Arnis is hinting at me that I've been given the okay to kill the dude. <laughs> oh, that okay was literally just like, well, you're not going to do anything until the other army shows up, so alright. That's as much as I needed to know. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you wanted me to... You didn't... I didn't realize you wanted me to be sending you secret messages with my verbal power. Vale, you are so very certain that Arnis does not want you to start some shit right now. Okay. No, I mean, that, 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 that wasn't particularly the implication either. It was just like... This is, dude's not gonna... Like, he's just sort of hanging out here in the woods until somebody else shows up. Like, alright, I guess you're mm-hmm. just out here doing your thing until some other army shows up that you can be like, hey, I'm going to join this army. But that's not what's going to happen. He's not going to join the army. When the other army shows up, he's going to start his attack. And then we're fighting on two fronts. Yeah, that's not unreasonable at all. It's not like they're going to... the most logical thing in this situation. True. Would Aranus know that? You... Aranus, you are smart enough to know that if he is here waiting to support the royal army when they show up, that does not mean he's just going to fall into their rank and file. He's got his forces here. They're hiding because they lost to you in the first place. The army is their reinforcements. They will resume trying to gain control of the city. Okay, kind of by any means necessary, right? Like, once they have an opening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. If they were just waiting to join the royal army, they would have left the fled the city and joined them at the fort. Okay, then let's back up a minute here. Knowing that I can discern that, that okay is like, okay, I need to kill you. <laughs> like, now we're at odds and we're never going to see eye to eye and I have a problem here. Except we can't, we have no idea how many people are out here and I don't have a loot. But you will. But I don't. So Arnis, are you trying to signal to Vale, we need to take out this encampment? At this precise moment? Yes. No. And Vale, you can do whatever you want with that information. I do nothing. Can I make, like, thank you for your time and, like, start to walk away? You'll be fall. Like, one of them will see you at least a good 30 you need paces. To at least out. try to get Darkened Sword back. This can't be a total wash. Is that person around? Do you I guys see- don't even know about that yet. Do I see that person with the sword? No. Darwin could probably find them again. Seeing Colonel Faybrook occupied, they are waiting to interrupt. Like, no, this is more important business. That's the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. Well, wait a minute. So do you leave? Yeah. Okay. Darvin and Vale, you can see Arnis turn head out. He's followed about 30 paces until they're fairly certain Arnis is heading back to the Stone Pass. They turn around. Colonel Faybrook is chatting with some of his soldiers. And Darvin, you definitely see that person who took your sword go up to the colonel. Yeah, I pulled this off of somebody who was sneaking around. I sent him packing, though. Vale, you can see that, too. So, meet on Arnis, right? You saw which way Arnis went. If any of you want to go meet up with Arnis. No, no. No, I don't want to risk losing a camp. That's true. So that's Vale's mentality right now. I'm headed back toward where my gear was. Was. It's been picked up. It's not there. So I'm going to head to Arnis because I can imagine that's what he's doing. Hmm. You've got all of Arnis' stuff. Why not? Yeah. You meet up with Arnis. So I... Sorry. I didn't mean to... 
Here's your stuff. Oh, thank you. I wasn't sure that one of you would pick it up. They got my sword. That's why I can't bet they got your sword. Where's that? Where's what? Veil. I don't know. Probably back at the camp. I got apprehended, and rather than start some shit and blow our cover, I let them take it. So, how much of my conversation did you hear? None. And I recount. I wasn't close enough, was I? You heard a good amount of it. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Right. we don't need to go over. I was going to say, I was just going to say, I recount what he missed. Yes. Um, I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. <laughs> Darwin is apprised of the situation. That is not good radio. Um, it's boring for me and Chris, too. Uh, yeah, that too. Um, so, we have a problem. But I wasn't sure what the situation was, which is why I walked away. What's right? Like, problem? I didn't know where you were. I oh. didn't know where Vale was. I didn't have any gear. Right. Right. I wasn't about to just be like, right. cast vicious mockery on you and see what happens. That would not I have was been totally outnumbered. We, we don't even know how many forces they have here. No. Right. I mean, you saw, like, one dude, right? Um, yeah. I saw four or five, and that can't be all of them. Right. Yeah, that's, that's not all of them. I think it's a mistake I'm, for I'm not naive us. enough to think that's all mm. of them. I, was, I know that there's a large chunk yeah. of the city guard that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, you also know that Colonel Faybrook is leaving them. Right. He is the head of the snake, so to speak. Exactly. They're all still hiding out. I have my gear now. You only sort of need that sword. There's a cool acid thing, though. Yeah, but you can punch people and knock them out. But um, my fists don't make acid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you grabbing Darvin's character sheet makes me think, like, you grab Darvin, like, open up a flap in his head and check his diagnostics like he's a robot or something. Wait, what can you do here? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I like I would ask the question, right, do you know how to use a crossbow? Because I don't uh, think I have a, I have a short bow. They didn't oh. take that. They only took the sword. I'm bothering with thinking about giving you some of my weaponry. In which case, Vale's still watching the camp. You really? Oh, you want me to do this, don't you? You want this to go so poorly. We really should. I think it'll be fun. We really Either should way. take him down. Colonel Fabric? Yeah. He does have my sword. That's all the direction needs is motivation. He does have my sword. Apparently, that's reason enough. Also, whenever the larger army arrives, he's pretty much coming to kill us. Well, I still say we should not be here when that happens, so I'm not so concerned with that. <laughs> concerned with the sword, though. All right. got his I admire your dedication to your sword. Um, <laughs> he just got that sword. I know, he just got that cool-ass weapon. All right, I'm trying to decide if we should sneak back in or if we should just walk back in. I'm not so much with the sneaking. Me neither, apparently. Oh, come on, dude. That's alone. We'll give you at least a decent shot. Last time I tried that, it cost me a sword. Alright, so what are Darvin and Arnis doing? I am marching back into this camp to remove a threat. You're marching in? I'm going that way. You should probably attempt to sneak. So what are you going to do? Go and be like, I am launching an attack on you. Stand by. Well, I... No, I'm just going to walk in and insult him. Uh, okay. Vale is watching the camp, and you can see them discussing the matter of Aranus having made his way into the camp, the sword that was brought to their attention. They don't exactly recognize it, but they can tell it's a good sword. I don't know about magical, like, they may not know how to use it. They can tell it's a good sword. It should be used by somebody. And seeing as they don't have access to the city's armory anymore... They're not just, like, overrun with swords. They're keeping weapons. Those dicks. They die. 
Well, yeah, although you can't pick up any specifics like the army is coming this date. You can definitely tell, like, Colonel Faybrook is advising restraint for now. No, we need to wait for more forces. We lost once, I don't want to lose again. Darvin, you're stealthing up? Yeah. Roll stealth. Yeah, great. <sighs> Woo! Would have been handy <laughs> last time, Dice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Darvin makes his way silently through the brush. Arnis, what are you doing? You know how to get right back to where Colonel Faybrook's at right now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not stealthy. That's not my jam. Just lay down your jam on us. If I'm going to go do this, like, I'm going to see the whites in my eyes, unlike these two. Okay, so you're just waltzing in. Walking in the front door. That's a bad idea. And everybody takes notice of you, and there's confusion. What's he doing back? What? I thought we took his stuff. What do you say? <laughs> I walk back into the camp, strum a power cord, say, Colonel Fabric. You're a snake. I'm here to cut your head off. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. Or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of D&D Raw, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where the players look for clues and hunt for a secret foe that makes devious plots within the city of Orenthal. Join the party as they attempt to uncover the machinations of a powerful and sinister organization from accomplishing whatever their goals may be. All the while, they must face the ghosts and ghouls of their past. Follow us every other week as we mostly follow the rules as written, and the majority of the party uses the raw elements of Unearthed Arcana material. We have Tor, a dwarven inquisitive rogue, Saria, our Order of the Immortal Mystic, Kalima, the cleric domain of the grave, Sildan, the way of the Kensei monk, and to bring us back into familiar territory, Daryl, the evocation wizard. You can find our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and on our website at dndraw.com. So come and join our detectives as they search the streets, and I hope to see you in Orenthal.